from the city of brotherly love, this is Shark Bite Biz with David Strausser. You just arrived to the news episode of Shark Bite Biz. I'm your glamorous wannabe host, David Strausser, and this is your place to learn how to grow business during complete chaos. Today, we're going to talk about money. But first, do us a favor. Head right on over to the Google Play Store and your Android device. Download the Shark Bite Biz app. Apple iOS users will have an app soon right now exclusively on Android where you can find every single episode of this show. Audio, video, even the Shark Bite clips that we do all appear right there in the app. And, and as an added bonus, if you click right there on the coffee store button, you could buy the freshest coffee known on earth, Dead House Coffee, right there. Or you can head right on over to deadhousecoffee.com. Make sure you use the code SHARK. You'll get 20% off, and we'll get all the proceeds to continue making this the biggest and best show we possibly can. So let's get back to today's show. A great interview today. In fact, it's one of my favorites because it's one of the few three-way interviews we've done on this show. So it's always fun when you can have a three-way discussion with three different mindsets and get something fascinating out of it. And like I was saying, it really is a great interview focused around creating wealth and finding the steps to financial freedom, especially talking about things like why chasing zero debt will never get you anywhere. So who do we have today? Wealth Without Wall Street's Russ Morgan and Joey Murray. The Wall Street mindset separates families, entrepreneurs, and business owners from their own money, while others use it for their advantage. The secret to freedom is having your money work for you, not somebody else when wealth building. Both Russ and Joey work tirelessly to be the hub for financial insight and education for individuals, business owners, and investors nationwide. They believe that taking control over your finances will lead to greater prosperity and a more stress-free way of life. They invite you to join their community as you take control of your path to financial freedom. Joining the community will allow you to make better decisions regarding your financial future through coaching, access to legal and tax experts, and networking with like-minded individuals who are exploring multiple ways to create passive income. So I'm going to shut up and let's just bring Russ and Joey from Wealth Without Wall Street right on in here. Personal growth. Russ, Joey, welcome to Shark Bite Biz. You two just became Shark Bait. Man, David, <laughs> thank you for having us on the show. Excited to be here. Yeah, we're happy to be here. Oh, no problem. No problem. So we have a, a tradition here on the show very first question okay we got to set the table here tell me what's your experience what are what are you guys doing where'd you come from how'd you get to where you are basically tell me in a nutshell what makes russ and joey russ and joey 
Uh, well, I always have to lead off a question like this because ultimately Russ and Joey exist because I was the guy working in the mortgage business, working 60 hours a week and killing myself and wake, woke up one day and said, wait a minute, just because I'm making over $300,000 a year, I'm, I'm selling my time with all the people that I love the most for mm -hmm. something that I'll never get back. And uh, it was like, man, this is not financial success. Even though there's right. more dollars in my bank account, it doesn't mean that I get to enjoy those things with my family, the people I love the most. Incomes, my relationship with Russ, he and I um, got to know each other, became friends. And then subsequently, he shared a book with me that he, by the way, just as a side note, charged me $20 for. And I'm like, <laughs> dude, I, I thought we were friends. Um, but, you know, he, he charged it for, to me. I read the book. It changed the whole course of how I think about finances and financial freedom. And that set me on the journey for four years to implement all the things in it to the point where I said, Russ, I got to be teaching people this. Like there's nobody is teaching this kind of stuff and we need to get the word out in a major way. And uh, so I, I literally cold turkey, left my mm -hmm. job. And uh, about a year later, Russ and I formed Wealth Without Wall Street to continue to share that journey with the rest of the world to have other people join us in financial freedom. Okay, Joey, that was a really good story, but you left a big hole in it. Okay. Uh -oh. What were the things that opened your eyes to want to make that change? To, to leave my job and to go towards right. financial freedom. Because you said, you said reading the book really opened your eyes. Okay? Yes. That was number one. What, what was in the book? Like what was in the book that changed your thinking? Well, here's, here's what is in the book. First of all, the name of the book is Become Your Own Banker by Nelson Nash. Okay. Um, he's an amazing guy. When you first read the book, it almost is confusing because he's putting things in that you're like, I don't understand why that story is in the book until you read it maybe two or three times and you're like, oh, okay, I get it. Or maybe I'm just slow, who knows? Um, but <laughs> the, the point that you take away from it is that your finances are something that you can take control of and get to financial freedom today and live a lifestyle that you really want instead of putting up with kind of the, the way Wall Street and big banks have told you is to just eh, keep your head down, work for 40 years, put money away, and hopefully you'll be able to live off of 25% of what you earned in, the, in your regular working years and I hope mm -hmm. that works out for you. Like okay. that, that whole idea is not taking control of your finances. Whereas this book showed us a path to do that. Okay. That, that, that's pretty incredible. In fact, just yesterday I was reading an article. I, it may have been trending on Twitter, but it was about millennials that have a net value 500,000 or more actually are more do-it-yourselfers with their investments more than previous generations were with having financial advisors. Yeah, I saw, actually, I saw that post that said, you know, I'm willing to take your uh, invitation to go play golf, but you can't manage my money, I think was the kind of the lead-in story yeah. there. And I, 
to be honest, I came out of that world, David. I was a financial advisor. I actually became a certified financial planner at one point. I've since uh, done away with that designation. I like to refer to myself as a recovering financial planner. But it, it, it really <laughs> I is. I love it. And because I think what millennials are starting to see and what they're feeling is what it always existed is that the financial advisors really aren't interested in them. They're interested in access to their money, right? Mm-hmm. That's, that's the objective. And it takes money to make have, money. They have lots of skepticism, as they should, because they watch their parents lose money several different times over the last 20 yep. years as they've been growing up. And so they're highly skeptical of the fact that, hey, I, I figured out a way in this technical generation to be able to create quick cash, but yet you wanted me to give it to you into something I don't understand, and I don't see how you know more about it than I did. Yeah, you know, you bring, you know, well, I brought it up, but we were talking about millennials there, and, you know, I was born in 83. I consider myself a zenial, and there's actually a lot of, arguments and articles on this. I don't know if you've seen it because a lot of millennials were just getting out of college during the big financial collapse back in 2008, 2009, 2010. Whereas me, I was already in the workforce for a couple years at that point. And that's where, I mean, I had true devastation, lost everything. I had some friends the same age and they're like, you know, my 401k that I've been saving for since I started this job four years ago, you know, just essentially went down to all but zero, like everything was, was horrible. And I think that there's a a big distinction there when we use the word millennial, because there's different types. I mean, my boss, Alex Rooney, who's been on this show, he, he refers to me as the old millennial. Yeah, but, I'm, I'm a zennial as well. You know, there Russ you go. Is, is way too old to be considered a zennial. So we'll, we'll just leave him in the uh, previous generation. But you know, you and I, I I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. So you've heard of the Zennials, right? Oh, yeah. I'm 1980, yeah. but yeah. 1980. Yeah. Same thing. Same thing. Because we grew up analog. Um, well, we were born analog and then went through the conversion to digital, whereas many of the other millennials essentially grew up in the digital only age. And it, right. it is a huge difference that I think is really worth an entire different discussion on another show not not here today but anyways let's get back to the financial stuff okay we're living in turbulent times i don't know if you guys heard of this thing called covid but uh (laughs) it's uh it's a never-ending pandemic you know it's a running joke in this show I think since I first started back in, I think it was July 6, 2020 was our first episode. I've been saying since that episode, now that we're at the tail end of this uh, coronavirus thing, <laughs> you know, let's talk about the, and here we are, uh, you know, year and a half later, and it's, who knows when it's going to end. So there's a lot of uncertainty inflation um i think i just saw again yesterday wasn't it up six percent uh something like that 
markets are up and down. You have this magic coin out there, uh, Bitcoin and crypto. There's a lot of stuff going on that five years ago didn't exist to this degree. I mean, even with the crypto and stuff like that, it didn't exist back when we had the financial crisis over a decade ago. So how do you create certainty in your future to be able to create that life that is worth living like Joey was telling us about? Well, first, I would say, you know, we can't put our hopes in financial markets or our people. And our hope first has to be in the Lord. And uh, we're, we're not oh, yeah. called to have fear. We're not called to to worry about tomorrow. But as it relates to money, I, I think... Mm-hmm. Too often times people have become so dependent on the markets. I mean, our brand is called Wealth Without Wall Street for Purpose. And it comes right. first because we don't believe that wealth is created on Wall Street, other than the people who work in it. Right. And there is no certainty in Wall Street and never has been certainty in Wall Street, even though that's been one of many lies that have been sold to us and we've bought hook, line, and sinker. So how so, do you have So certainty? you're saying, okay, so I want to ask a question right there. You're saying that no certainty in uh, Wall Street when we had, and it's okay if you know you have different opinion. That that's why we do the show because it's always an open, ongoing discussion. But we had Jonathan Dio on here just a couple weeks ago, and he was telling us, you know, well, the thing is with, and he's obviously more Wall Street based. Um, I guess you could say the Wall Street establishment type. Well, the thing is, is that you really don't have to worry about Wall Street because of the fact that like when you invest your money, because things go over uh, cyclical trends, and that's how you're able to predict things with more certainty. And in the long term, you're going to be okay. It sounds like you're saying the oh, polar man. opposite uh, well, to that. Well, you, well, there's so much into that statement, right? So right. long term, break it down. Long term, that was one thing, right? Uh, yep. Another thing is that there's trends. Second mm-hmm. thing, and that everything is cyclical. Okay, well, what what was in that that gives you certainty? Other than oh, trends say over time it works out as long as I have long enough, and all of that will make me comfortable. But here's the thing is that, David, between now and whenever that long term is, what will you give up between now and then? Right. Time. Mm -hmm. Experiences. All the things in life that we really want when we are, quote unquote, financially free, retired, whatever the world says that that number is. So a lie is that there's a number, there's an amount of money I need to have in an account at some point so I can experience that. That's a lie. Two million dollars. That's my number. Okay, so $2 million. Okay, so we, we've interviewed the foremost expert in the world on retirement income. His name is Dr. Mm-hmm. Wade Fowl. He okay. says, Jonathan, that $2 million will produce for you $60,000 a year pre-tax for at least 20 years guaranteed without it going to zero. Now, that's amazing if that, if that is what you consider financial freedom. Now, how long will now, it take? For me, for me, just for clarification, my wife's Peruvian, so we would probably, once the kids are old enough, we'd probably be living down in Peru to where it's like 60000 a year, retired, we're, we're golden, you know? So, right, so that's let, my let me, asterisk. 
but but no, it's okay. Again, I there's no. Mm-hmm. I, I know people who live off a lot less, right? I know people yeah. that, that couldn't make it on a third of that. The, the point is, how long does it take you to save to equal $2 million? Right. That's the question. That's the question that most people can't even answer because of the cyclical trends that are mm-hmm. going on. But here's the, here's the real answer. Here's how you have certainty, uh, David is that you don't have to wait until you have $2 million. You said that $60,000 was enough. Mm -hmm. So that means you need to get $5,000 a month in income. Mm -hmm. What if I told you you could do that in three months, six months, six years? Any amount of time that's less than what it normally would take you to get there, would that give you more or less certainty? I, I would say that would probably give me more certainty. It, what what if you had the ability to impact the result? Would that give you mm-hmm. more or less certainty? If I can impact the result, I had more certainty because I trust myself more okay. than I trust so, others. <laughs> all right, so let, let's use just, again, I, I don't know your previous guest. I understand where he's coming yeah, from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I sat, That's fine. I sat in that same seat before. Right, how right, much, right. How much impact can you have on Tesla stock? Yeah, I would have, I have zero impact on Tesla stock. You can't buy, you and I cannot buy enough Teslas or Uh Tesla's merchandise to impact it. How much impact can you and I have on Facebook or Apple stock? Not much. Zero. Who can have impact on that? The person at the end of the line, right? Elon Musk can have impact on Tesla stock. Mark Zuckerberg can have impact on Facebook stock. So. Mm -hmm. The further we are away, and, and the average Joe on the street uh, and Jane on the street are buying mutual funds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they are the there's so many people between them and the decisions and the impact. All the juice has been squeezed out of the grape by the time they get there. They have right. no certainty, and the only way that the people in the middle can keep the person on the end continuing to buy it is to tell them another story that says, "Hey, it has trends." It has ups and downs, but if you stay long enough, then it'll all work out. Right. The, right there's right. a reason. And I'm not here to be a conspiracy theorist. I'm just saying, I want certainty. I want control. I want to be able to get to the $2 million. Uh, what you're saying is freedom to go down to Peru. I want to be able to do mm-hmm. that as fast as possible. I've watched people yeah. get $5,000 a month in passive income in months. <laughs> Right, right, right. Tens of years. Joey and I, and just I know one of your things that you love to ask is experience, right? So Joey and I post our passive income report every single month for the world. So you can go check it out. We will we post our number and where do you post it at? uh, On our on On our our podcast, podcast, Wealth Wall Street. Podcast. Okay. Yep. Yeah, you you can go to our our website, you can get it. We post anywhere between forty and sixty-five thousand dollars a month in passive income. Outside of our wow. business, that's, that's not now, including that, our regular that, business. Right. Take, take your calculator out. Right, I'm just going to do the math for us. 60000 a month using the same calculation we said a second ago. That's $720,000 a year. So if I use Dr. Wade Fowles' math, that means I need almost $24 million in order to make mm-hmm. that work. How long do you think it'd wow. take Joey and I to save $24 million? A lifetime. Yeah. A day past right. never. Maybe right. two. Right. It, it didn't take us that long to get there. Right. It took focus. And by the way, we impact the results. So 
I'll shut up for just a second, but if, if you get off that soapbox, I'm saying <laughs> no, no, you're good. You're dumb, you're 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 excellent. I love I love the passion, and I also love you know. Don't get me wrong. I, I brought up you know the previous guests what they say because I want you to challenge that mentality because that's how people grow. I mean, in this world, one thing that I preach on this show, life is nuanced. Okay. It is not black and white. It is gray. And you've got to go out there and you've got to hear both sides of the story and then decide the best path for yourself. So having people like you that can come on and challenge a more establishment view, I mean, that is more than welcomed. And I love it. Now, one thing I do appreciate going back to what Joey was saying earlier is you know, the working 60 hours a week, man, and, you know, you're making the money, not being able to enjoy that sounded like me for so many years. In fact, my my quick story is I'll give him a shout out. Bobby Lyles, he, he was a client of mine. OK, he was trying to do a startup. He had a great idea around organic foods and stuff like that. This is going back maybe about seven years. And he knew I was doing freelance work. I was mostly working in Mexico and South America at the time. And uh, he was one of the few American-only clients that I had. And basically, after about eight months of working with him, he was blown away by my work, my work ethic. But he's like, dude, you're, you're killing yourself. I mean, you're billing 50, 60 hours a week to clients. And then you're spending another 20 to 30 hours a week of trying to find new work because it was project work. So it was short-term, mid-term work, and you've always got to continue to fill the puzzle because it's maybe five hours a week on this project, 10 hours a week in this project. And you're constantly trying to keep that, that sales funnel to go. And I would be working between trying to scope out new projects to get or completing existing project work, like 80 to 100 hours a week at some points. And he was basically like, dude, you're making money, but you're killing yourself, man. You're not enjoying life. You're enjoying your work. You love it. You're happy in that degree, but you're, you're burning out. And that's where for the first time in a very long time, I think I was doing that for six years. He was like, hey, come work for my company, Vision 33. It's ERP. He's like, you understand tech. You know how to manage a sales cycle. Trust me, you, you'll understand how ERP works once you get in the door, but you have all the ingredients necessary. You're going to get a lower salary than what you're earning now, but within a few months and a couple of sales, you'll be earning way more than you are, and you're going to be working you know, a tenth of the hours that you did. And, you know, I was very, very nervous because the, the salary at that time, I mean, it was probably 35, 40% of what I was making freelance. And don't get me wrong, it was a healthy salary for the sales world. But compared to what I was making in the ramp up time, you know, I was very nervous. But, you know, I trusted him. Uh, I, I knew how much he was making being one of their top guys. I made the move. and. That transformed my life. For the first time in my life, 
I had, you know, the ability to earn money and also enjoy the money. And by enjoying the money, I mean being able to do things with my family, you know, take them to Disneyland, uh, take them to places like that, stuff that I wasn't able to do before because I was just working all the time. Because if I stopped, then we wouldn't have the money that we needed to be able to pay things. I, I think that's kind of what Joey was saying to a degree, but I went through that and it's horrible. You know, it was horrible living like that as I think back. And I think that I am blessed that, you know, this path came forward for me to get out of that. So now that we're talking about the, you know, the the create a life worth living part what i want to hear more from you guys is how do you create that certainty then if we're doing quote unquote well without wall street well i i'll jump in here uh david and just walk through like we we really have a three-step process that Mm -hmm. everybody we work with goes through number one we have to have a goal We have to have Mm -hmm. a vision of what financial freedom will be like. So like, just as you mentioned, some people are stuck working a hundred, you know, 60 to 80 hours a week. And they just get into such a routine that they just accept that this is reality. Mm -hmm. But if they really were challenged to stop and say, man, you're not financially free. Would we both agree? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. What would financial freedom look like? and they start really dreaming about what it would look like, it would look nothing like what they're doing, right? right? But they don't know how to go from that picture to the reality of what they really want. And so the first step we always take people through is that goal envisioning process. And then from there, we we come up with a plan. And the plan starts with who you are as an investor, okay? Mm -hmm. So- there is no plan that is the same for everybody. It's not like we right. get on the show and we say, you know what? If you start buying rental homes, that is the only way to financial freedom. No, we have six different passive income strategies on our investor DNA assessment that mm-hmm. you take as, as an individual and you say, well, who am I as an investor? And then here's a matrix of six different um, strategies that I can apply and say, oh, these are the pros, these are the cons, these are the key factors of, let's say, land flipping, or let's right. say turnkey rentals. And you say, ah, I don't think I would really line up with that one very well. But once you know you have that direction, now you have a plan, then you can get the support. And that's where we provide coaching, we have a community, all these things help you go from zero in passive income to, right. we want to get you to a over 100% of what your monthly expenses are so that then you have the freedom to say, I don't have to have this nine to five job if Mm -hmm. I don't want it. Now I can continue to work in that because I love it and enjoy it. We never want to take away from that. But if you don't have the option because you have no passive income, that's what we're trying to solve. Right. No, that sounds amazing. I mean, honestly, if I had, now I just kind of, you know, threw that $2 million number out there because that's what stuck in my uh, uh, head earlier. But let's say I have $2 million. Let's say I have $10 million. Maybe it's $15 million. I mean, I'm the type of person 
that I would continue working. Would I be with the same company? I don't know. Maybe. Uh, you know, maybe it'd be something else or start something of my own, but I'm someone that always has to be doing something. Now, with your experience, okay, with all the clients that you have, what's the average time that it takes them to to reach that financial freedom goal of whatever it is? Man, wouldn't that be great if there was just a number? (laughs) (laughs) Here, um, there's a passage in the Bible where there's a man sitting beside this pool that supposedly Mm -hmm. when the water was stirred up, that people would become healthy. And Jesus comes across this man and he says, you know, why are you laying here? Why are you not into the pool? He says, well, nobody's ever helped me up to get me into the water, right? It was just another excuse. And the question was, do you want to be healed? Do you want to be well? And I think the thing is, is that our brand is not here to, to heal people. Our brand right, is to right. help people who want to be financially free get there faster. So the, the average time it takes is different for every person because mm-hmm. we're meeting people in different phases, right? We're meeting people that sometimes are already phases well in their, their life, right? They are well on their way. And this mm-hmm. is the number one objective. And I can tell you, like, we met a guy who was an excavator. He he was sitting there with his wife working as a nurse. They were having kids. And he said, man, my first objective is to get my wife the ability to only work a couple of days a week. That was it. That was his main objective. Mm-hmm. Two, two to two and a half years later, he's in a position where he's financially free. He literally makes twice what he was making as an excavator from all his passive income activity. We have another lady that came to us was a school teacher. Her objective was just to live a better life. She had two kids. And within one year, she was able to create enough passive income where she could walk away from her full-time position because she now could dedicate more time to her kids and more time to the things that she wanted to do. I could go on and on. Now, do we have people who've been going through this process for four or five years and are still in that, you know, that just trying to get that first passive income stream started? Yeah, of course. Right. There's a there's always a an individual who wants it more who's going to focus on it. Now some people out there sure. would say, well, I just don't have enough money, right? They think mm-hmm. money is the answer. There there's actually four different things. So that was my question. Like, that that's my question right there. The money yeah. issue, like what does it? And I usually don't ask this on the show, but the, what you're talking about, I've got to admit. I'm going to be hitting you guys up post-show because it's of interest to me personally as well. Like what type of, like what's the minimum to get involved with Wealth Without Wall Street? See, that that's the thing. There is no minimum. The, the minimum is the want to. So there's four different things that are required. Most mm-hmm. people think that it's money. So they say, well, I don't have enough of that that sounds good for somebody. I, I really wish, you know, it's 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 Lloyd uh, Christmas um and the um I forget whatever uh, Jim Carrey's character was. Um, right. Joey, Jim, you can help. Jim, Jim Carrey is Lloyd Christmas. Lloyd and Harry. Sorry, Lloyd yeah. and Harry standing next to the bus <laughs> saying, "Man, that's going to be a great idea for somebody." Right. 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 <laughs> that's what everybody thinks that they need money. But see, that's not what you need. You, you don't always have to have money because you might be able to provide 
experience. You might be the mm -hmm. one who has the experience that can, with that, people partner money with experience all the time to make money. You might be mm -hmm. the one who has the deal, who actually has the opportunity to make the thing happen. Or you might be the one with the time to learn how to do that. So for us, there are people that come into our community that literally are getting into passive income opportunities with no money, zero money. And we've, wow. we've got more guest appearances on our podcast about how you can do deals with zero cash. That, that is available to you. But what do you need? You need time, you need experience, maybe you need opportunities to, mm -hmm. to be able to come across how do you get involved in these things. I think the people don't take enough uh, stock in investing in the best investment, which is themselves. And that's what, oh, yeah. our, that's what our podcast is about. That's what our community is about. How do you increase your financial IQ? How do you invest in mm -hmm. yourself so that you can take it? So we are running short on time, but I have two quick questions for you, maybe lightning round questions. Is one of the talking points that you had on your sheet that really drew my attention was why chasing zero debt will never get you anywhere. Can you give us a 30-second answer about that in particular? I can, I can sum it up for you. Financial freedom is where your passive income exceeds your monthly expenses. Okay. Passive income, greater than monthly expenses, it gives you the right to say, I'm not going to work today or I have to go to work today. Uh, that's, that's the difference, right? Debt, debt free does I not get equal that. financial free. Exactly. Right. Right. So if you, okay. if you make your whole life about getting to be debt free, you can never pay off the cost of living. You and just connected so many dots, I think, in my brain and that of the viewers by answering that question right there with being debt free is not necessarily financial freedom. Uh, that is awesome. And, you know, the final question I have before we get your info about your show and all that stuff is obviously one of the hottest trends right now is crypto, you know, Bitcoin, Dogecoin, all of that stuff. I, I need a quick, since you guys are in the financial world, quick opinion as far as what's your feeling on that bad worth something not worth something should people spend time on crypto at all so here i'll let joey give the our, our response to someone who has it and understands it but i'll i'll first give you a, a context and a framework so there is mm -hmm. a financial hierarchy of wealth the first mm -hmm. step is creating cash and cash flow. The second step is creating investments and things that you can control and you and your business are the thing that you can control the most. The third step on that ladder is having things that you have collateral in that may be business ownership, that may be real estate. The last thing on that ladder is speculation. I would say buying and investing in anything, crypto, Wall Street, whatever, is going to fall on that ladder. So right. if you are... This is the first thing you're trying to put your money into. Do not invest in crypto. Do not be taking your money there because you are you're going way out of the league. You need to start at the bottom. But Joey, we get a lot a of different version of how we would also speak to crypto because we mm -hmm. do think of it completely different. 
Right. We, we we get a lot of people. I have a lot of friends that be like, "Oh, crypto, it's it's imaginary." And, uh, blah blah blah. You shouldn't invest. And you know, my take on it has always been okay. You know, whether you say it's imaginary or not, at the time that we're recording this right now, I think Bitcoin itself is worth sixty-eight thousand dollars, and there's a lot of other cryptos that are you know, have some serious value. People are giving it value. I view it more as buying a lottery ticket. If you're okay with spending a $30 lottery ticket and losing, then go buy Bitcoin and maybe you end up hit, maybe you end up losing it. I, I view it in that form. So Joey, let's well, hear what you your, your take is. Well, I'll say this, you know, you meet really smart people when you interview on podcasts, mm -hmm. which is what we've done over the last five years. Am I and, one of them? Uh, I'm sorry? Am I one of the smart people? <laughs> hey, we learned this way too, for sure. But but here's the deal. Uh, I actually, we were of the mindset where we bought these crypto mining computers yeah. uh, four years ago, and we started mining Ethereum. And we thought this is the greatest rental property you could ever have. Because mm -hmm. it has no toilets, no termites, and no tenants. So mm -hmm. all you got to do, you put money in, in terms of the cost of the machine, and then the maintenance of it every single month, the power, and it mm -hmm. should spit out more than the cost of those things. And so you're just, just creating dollars out of thin air. And so we were mm -hmm. trading those Ethereum for US dollars and thinking we were just as smart as you could be. And a friend of mine uh, sat me down one time and said, hey, you guys talk about the volatility of the crypto market. Have you ever thought about the volatility of the U.S. dollar? Mm -hmm. And I was like, uh, well, yeah. He said, well, why would you ever trade crypto dollars that you have created for U.S. dollars that are losing money by mm -hmm. the minute by the, U the Federal Reserve and the Treasury printing dollars like crazy? Right. And at that moment, Russ and I realized we were morons right. and that we stopped um, trading crypto for U.S. dollars. Instead, we see it now as a means of trading U.S. dollars for mm -hmm. something that is going to rise over time as a, an additional currency. So we're and not it buying has. it to speculate on the price. We don't care mm -hmm. exactly where the price is today or tomorrow. It's more about having a contingency of currency that if the U.S. dollar goes away, it just it's very much possible yep. you have this additional currency that's worth a, a ton more. And so it's a part of a portfolio. But as Russ said, it would definitely not be the first place that I would encourage people right. to, it's to start. It's number four on the list. Hey, yeah. I know you guys have a hard stop. This has been amazing. I hope you both had fun. Please tell us where we can find your podcast. Where can you find your website? How can all the Shark Bite Biz viewers out there digitally stalk you too? Yeah, <laughs> just go to wealthwaltwallstreet.com forward slash passport. And that will give you not only access into our community, it'll help you understand what that first step is, how to create a goal, but also all our podcast episodes are dropped in there as well. That's where Joey and I spend our time. We'd love to um, have you DM us within the app and say, hey, I heard you on the Shark Bike Biz podcast. And that would be huge. Uh, so thank you, David, for giving us the opportunity to share with your audience. Oh, no problem. Thank you both for coming on here. I hope you enjoyed your time in uh, being Shark Bait. 
And I will definitely be reaching out to both you two after the show because I think uh, uh, I'm intrigued. I, I really like what I've heard. And I, out of all the financial advisors that we've had on this show, um, I, I, I think I'm sold. I, I, I like you guys. <laughs> I like what you offer. And I want to find out more. So thank you so much. And uh, please, everybody reach out to them as well, too. Wow, such an awesome interview with Russ and Joey, right? First, you all know the routine. If you found this interview helpful, if it sparked those warm and fuzzies, do me a favor, hit that like button, smash that subscribe button. But if you really want to help us out, share us out to your network. Just share this out wherever you dwell on the interwebs, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, any site, even Getter. Get her, rumble, wherever you are, get this out there to the masses. Help your friends, your colleagues, your family. Help them discover the best kept secret in small business growth, Shark Bite Biz. Now let's get back to our rock star guests, Russ and Joey. I love their story, their origin story of how they exist, how they come together, even how... How the the one of them charged the other one twenty bucks for the book. That's kind of kind of funny. But when they said, you know, from the financial sense that they were working, and he gave the story about how you know, yeah, he made three hundred thousand dollars a year, and he had more money in his bank account. But he was essentially trading time with friends and family and losing out on something that he felt was so much more valuable than the money that he had in his bank account. That's awesome. I think so many people easily trade their time, you know, which is to me, I think time is your own most personal, valuable asset. Okay. And too many times we trade our time for nothing or near nothing. You know, once in a lifetime experiences, time with family, friends, kids. I mean, it goes so fast. Life is short. And unfortunately for some, it's shorter than it is for others. You never know when it will stop. So stop trading time for so little in return. And getting that passive revenue stream, I think, is critical to reach the financial the financial success that Wealth Without Wall Street is talking about. Another great point was that too many people are dependent on the market to make money. And there is no certainty in Wall Street at all. You know, hence their name of what they do, the wealth without Wall Street. And it is true. Really, the only ones that are making money are those who just live, breathe, work. Wall Street, you know, the hedge fund managers, people like that. They're the ones that are banking the big bucks while you make pennies on the dollar. You know, their core message is really kind of what I was just talking about a minute ago. You're giving up way too much time, way too many experiences, chasing a false illusion of what financial freedom is. That is so critical today. And we're seeing so many employees nationally, maybe even globally, pushing back as they realize during this pandemic, okay, their time is much more valuable than what employers are offering them. That's the core, at least I believe so. 
of what this great resignation is. Wealth without Wall Street is one of the best tools that will allow you to start taking control back of your life again, taking back control of your life and allowing you to have those once in a lifetime experiences that are so valuable more than just once in a lifetime. Okay. It's time to take back control. Really awesome stuff, Russ and Joey. I'm so gracious. You guys coming on here, sharing your story, telling us about your program, about Wealth Without Wall Street. You know, many, many, many thanks for coming on. Please make sure you check out their community, Wealth Without Wall Street. We'll have the links down below in the, in the description. Question of the day. What do you think of the great resignation? and the fact that your time is more valuable than others perceive. Leave a comment down below if you're watching on YouTube. And remember, if you want to be on the show, shoot out an email, interviews at sharkbitebiz.com. Also, if you're watching on YouTube, hit that little join button. For only $3 a month, you can become a baby shark and directly support this show. You can also buy merchandise, which you can see is available right below the video. But if not, again, head right on over deadhousecoffee.com. You get the freshest coffee known on earth. It is roasted, sealed, and shipped within a 24-hour period right to your doorstep. And by using code SHARK, you'll get 20% off of your order and all the proceeds help us build a bigger, better show. Once again, you all know this, but I'm David Strasser. This is Shark Bite Biz, and we'll see you all next episode. Cheers. Thank you for listening to Shark Bite Biz. We hope you got some insightful info from this podcast. Be sure to subscribe to us through your favorite podcast app and visit us on the web at www.sharkbitebiz.com. How has business changed for you in the 20s? Email us at podcast at sharkbitebiz.com so you can join us and share your story. 